All right. Welcome to episode six of That Dynasty Podcast. As always, it's your host, Matthew, joined by my co-host, Isaiah. We want to welcome you to the show today. Isaiah, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. It's been a good week. Uh, Patriots win. We got some new rings of power going on. We got some new House of Dragons. So, you know, I'm just, just chilling, man. Listen, and the Red Sox swept the uh, the Rays in the last series of the of the year. So, you know. Dude, the Red Sox lost. I can't remember the last uh, the day the Red Sox lost. So, I'll take it. Yeah, that's it's absolutely true. We got to say goodbye to the to some greats. Perhaps for the last time, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Dennis Eckersley on the broadcast. It was a good, it was a good final week for for the Sox and uh, Patriots. Then blew out the number one offense in the uh, in the league and shut them down to to zero. So that was nice. Yep, zappy season, baby. Yep, zap Brady two point You heard it here first. Zap, zap, zap. Yep. Well. Uh, as always, we are super excited to talk about this past week and, of course, look ahead at week six coming up. But before we do get into everything, uh, please make sure to go give us a follow on Twitter and on TikTok at That Dynasty Podcast. Full videos of each episode are up on our YouTube channel. If you prefer to listen on the go, we are available on all your big podcasting platforms as well, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, etc. We do have links for all of those in the description of our YouTube video or in the show notes on podcasts, wherever you're listening. That being said, Isaiah, hey, why don't you go ahead and talk us through what this next week looks like? Yeah, man, we've got a quick, uh, quick few league updates. We'll talk about some flops and bops. Uh, we have a special guest joining us this week. Um, been talked about very much on this podcast. we got some uh, breakout predictions for week six. We're going to go over uh, last week's matchups and see how often Matthew is wrong. Uh, make some predictions for this coming week. And then we have, of course, our MVP segments right before taking us home with the updated power rankings. Sweet. So uh, you want to get started with some uh, league updates? Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get into that, though, I do got to say the guest that we're having on today um, has been mentioned so many times in this podcast. I feel like he's actually the third co-host this entire time. So more to come on that. No spoilers. But uh Let's get into the league updates. There weren't any ads and, and drops of notice this week. We did have a couple of name changes that went through. Um, so Dan actually changed his name from Tua's Kung Fu Grip to Baker Mayfield GM Assassin. I've noticed a lot of assassins in the team names. Not sure what's the obsession with assassin, assassins lately. Um, but yeah, uh, Must be like a Minnesota thing or something, huh? Minnesota thing, Okay. Okay, Derry. Uh, so I also changed my name uh, from one Tyreek Hill. Um, temporarily changed it to Table, per reference to the last podcast, uh, because I was uh, worried I was going to be outscored by Angie uh, this last week. Thankfully, that did not happen. I was able to outscore her in the final game, and I was able to change my name again. So I'm not the table being humped by the trash of the league. Um, my new, my new team name now is Chark it up to bad luck. And that's about it for name changes and league updates. There weren't going to get a little, uh, little explanation with the name change or we're just going to leave it at that. Come on now, give the people what they want. Well, I got DJ Chark on my roster and, uh, I've had extremely bad luck. I'm the, uh, manager with the most points scored against me in the league. Um, so I, uh, think that, uh, you can chark my record up to bad luck. That's all I can say. Very uh, well done. Very well done. So let's take a look into the, uh, flops and bops week five, 2022 NFL season. Yeah, man. So let's start off with the flops. Um, number three is T Higgins. <sighs> As someone who owns Higgins in multiple leagues, this was a frustrating week. I lost I, – I got my butt kicked this week, so in this league, whatever. Um, I'm in a redraft league. I was doing really well in, and I lost by three points because Higgins decided – not decided, I'm sorry. He ended the game with zero points. So the only time you get zero points and you're told the player is going to be playing and he plays like four and a half snaps, it's very frustrating. Um, still a little bit triggered right now, but um, it's fine. I'll get over it. Uh, but, yeah, dude, that was very unfortunate. Um, hopefully we'll be back this week. Um, but that was probably one of the most disappointing uh, fantasy performances of the season. Um, you really can't get worse than zero. 
Uh, I mean, he can, but uh, it's pretty rare. So, uh, yeah, that was that's frustrating. So he's my number three, but it's nothing to do with, you know, his effort or anything. It just sometimes these things happen with football and you get injured and stuff. So. Well, it's kind of um, funny because Zach Taylor actually came out and he was like, yeah, he'll be active. We're going to play him. And then, of course, he's a big fat liar and didn't play him. Um, and then he came out after the game and said, well, we were we had been considering using him in certain circumstances and certain situations. And it's like, bro, what circumstances, what situations you were down? It was a close game. You lost the game because you didn't throw the ball. Like what circumstance could you have possibly been waiting to play him in? And then you didn't. And he put up zero points. And I mean, even if it was like the little run play where like, you know, Mixon or um, I think it was Joe Burrow ended up quarterback sneaking into the end zone, like just stick Higgins out on the end to be a big body on the end to make it look like you're going to throw it to him. They just got around whatever. It made no sense. He, his, his involvement in that game was, was a disgrace. Yeah. And you know, on Saturday I messaged Zach Taylor on MySpace and I was like, yo, so like, what's up with Higgins this week? He's like, dude, we're good to go. Let's rock and roll. Let's get this dub. And he just switched up on me, dude. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It was just pretty rude. I'm not sure what hostility is for, but. Wow. That's rude. Whatever. I'm actually, can we be done talking about it? Please. Thanks. Um, Number two, Elijah Moore. Um, (laughs) Matthew and I last week talked about what the Jets offense might look like with Zach Wilson uh, back at the helm. Um, and it was not a hot week five performance for Elijah Moore. He had one reception of four targets for a total of 11 yards. Uh, he scored 2.1 weeks, uh, pardon, 2.1 points in a week that the both boat incident lost by 12 points. Um, been a rather disappointing year for Moore thus far, and it'll be interesting to see if you can get something going, you know, at some point, but yeah, not ideal. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the Jets actually scored 40 points in that game. They blew out the Dolphins. It wasn't even close. Um, the Dolphins and the Jets now have the same record, which is three and two. And uh, there wasn't a single wide receiver on that team or tight end, I should me- I should mention, that uh, put up more than nine points on the game. Uh, so while it definitely was disappointing, it wasn't because of lack of scoring from that offense. It's quite literally that all of the scoring came from their running backs and from the quarterback himself. And uh, yeah, I agree with you there. All in all, just a bad look for the for the receivers. But <laughs> looks looks really really. Yeah, I'm I'm starting this I'm starting this rumor now. I've heard that Zach Wilson's been flat flirting with Elijah Moore's mom. Can't confirm it. I know how he rolls. We'll just leave it at that. All right, number one flop of the week, Christian Kirk. We have talked about this man being a bop in the week's past. I think he might have been like MVP at one point, but uh, came crashing down to earth this week and ultimately led to Mr. Dan Sullivan losing um, to Trevor's team uh, by three points. He had one reception, again, for 11 yards, just like Elijah Moore after having a monster start to the year. It is interesting to note, sorry, Kirk, um, Kirk owners that his yardage has decreased every week so far this year. Um, not sure how much of a chance there is that he gets less than 11 yards next week, but uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. Um, pretty, pretty wild after his hot start. Yeah, the Jags did not look good this past weekend, uh, but I think they'll be able to turn it around. They have a pretty interesting schedule coming up, so we'll see how, how that goes. I think they have one of the easiest schedules this year, so I'm going to go into this week's bops. So at number three, we actually have Leonard Fournette came in at 35.9 points. Well, last week, Isaiah, I believe your breakout candidate was from the same backfield. And uh, well, you had the formula right. Tom Brady's pass catching back in the James White role was primed for a huge game. Uh, It just so happened that that was playoff Lenny. He had 14 carries, put up 54 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He also was targeted 11 times with 10 receptions and 83 yards and a touchdown in the air. As we all saw that ridiculous roughing the passer call in that game, Brady does not take to being hit. And uh, so he's going to be dumping the passes off at any chance he can get. Leonard Fournette happened to be the guy there and uh, was primed for a huge game. So. Nice job with the uh, predicting the situation. Kudos to uh, Leonard Fournette for taking advantage. 
Yeah, it's pretty impressive how he's kind of evolved as a running back. I remember before he, you know, was with the Jags, he was just like this brute force, and I think he still is. Um, but with Tampa Bay uh, and Brady, he's become like a easily a three down back. So kudos to him. Well, speaking of three down backs, Austin Eckler is my number two bop of the week. Listen, I came on the pod last week and I said, I don't see it happening every week, but uh, I guess Austin Eckler is out to prove me wrong. This is back-to-back dominating performances. This one even better than the week before. He put up 35.9 points, 16 carries, 173 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. He added to that four targets for four receptions and another touchdown in the air. The Chargers seem to have unlocked the secret to Eckler, and it will be interesting to see how he shakes up against a more proven defense this week like the Broncos, and maybe he'll show up on a week that the rest of your team decides to show up. Okay. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Go All on right. to number one, please. <laughs> Speaking of uncalled for, we have the number one bop of the week, Travis Kelsey, with an uncalled for slap in the face, 37 points that I felt every single one of because Darius has Travis Kelsey on his team, and I was facing Darius this week. What do you mean you felt every single point? Do you lost like 150 points? Get get out of here, dude. It would have been a lot closer if he hadn't been in the game. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what, a, what a loss by 125. It was kind of depressing to see the sleeper report come out and show me my maximum potential points was 140 points. And Darius beat me with 160 points or something like that. 171 points he put up. So my maximum potential roster, no spoiler alerts for later on in the show, but I couldn't have beaten Darius even if I tried. It was just bad. But back to Travis Kelsey, 37 points. This is the strangest stat line I think I've ever seen. He had eight targets, seven receptions, only 25 yards and four touchdowns. Literally, I don't know when Kelsey plans to slow down and you know get old, uh, but it doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. And the fact that Darius can stack him with Mark Andrews, the number one and number two tight ends on a weekly basis is just disgusting. I would like to move on, please. It's a... So seven receptions. So he averaged like three and a half yards and got 37. That's insane. Yeah. Four. I, I literally, it was so many one yard touchdowns. I, if you look at the eight targets, you'd be like, okay, you say seven receptions for 25 yards. You're like, that's really not good. That's like Kyle Pitts numbers right there. And then you throw in four touchdowns. Like I would love to see Kyle Pitts with seven receptions, 25 yards and four touchdowns. So Kyle, where are you at, man? My man, where are you at? Hopefully not still sitting on the IR this week. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's funny because last week I was talking about this is the Kyle Pitts redemption week. So because he didn't play, um, everything that I said gets pushed to this week if he plays. Just throwing that out there. So I don't want any haymakers, no spears being thrown. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So for this next section, we're actually going to bring on a very special guest. Uh, so please welcome podcast we have trevor aka school squad how are you doing today man pretty good thank you for having me on i appreciate it decided to jump into this absolutely well we're we're stoked to have you on as the third official guest of the podcast and i appreciate you taking time out of the day to uh to join us i know obviously uh you've been uh in some hot water when it comes to the previous <laughs> podcast episodes and uh, having your DMs read, uh, you know, live on the air. How did how, how, you feel about uh, when you heard that? When you, uh, yeah. you know, to be honest, I was a bit surprised, but at the same time, you know, as part of the league, anything can happen. So just Fair. take it for what it is. Fair enough. Well, that's actually a good segue. I'd like to talk about some of me and Trevor's uh, DMs where he called me. A, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoa, this is about to get oh, real okay. spicy right here. Okay. Nah, <laughs> you got to you gotta pay for the premium content if you guys want that. <laughs> our, our, our link to our OnlyFans is down below. Um, no, uh, w- well, thanks for coming on, man. I certainly appreciate it. Um, why don't you take a, a few seconds and uh, just kind of talk us through um, your strategy coming into this year, like heading into the draft um, that we did, and then maybe ha- has that strategy had to change at all as the seasons progressed? 
Yeah. So um, when we first started the draft, um, honestly, I had no intention of dropping down to the fourth round. But um, the way things opened up, I figured may as well just take a risk and pursue other options. Um, I've done multiple drafts before, and I found like a lot of mid-round players have been really useful in my lineups. And so unconventionally in a startup, I chose to, you know, just step, step away and take out, um, I guess, the, the assets that people would primarily go for with high-end wide receivers, running backs, QBs. And I decided to, you know, just take a risk. And so I chose to jump in and um, make sure that, um, you know, I, I have everything in place. I, Darius and I were pursuing mock drafts prior. So like I had a good idea of who's going to step in and, um, and get certain players or like who is, who's going to fall in the draft and stuff like that. So I, I just chose to um, thoroughly plan out my strategy strategy in that form and go from there. Um, you said you wanted players too. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I just, you know, looking at your record right now, you're three and two yeah. on the year. You're sitting at ranked uh, number four overall. So, you know, clearly your yeah. strategy has paid off um, so far. Have you, um, I guess, what would you say is your, I guess your favorite pick um, from, you know, your startup draft so far and um, you know, what, tr- is there any picks that you made that maybe you would go back and redo now if you had the chance? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, I mean, I guess at this point in time, I can easily say Josh Jacobs is the pick that I was really impressed with um, so far because I know he hasn't started out fantastic. The first, I think, two games he had like five points or eight points or something like that. It wasn't very impressive, but, you know, he's he's been playing really well. Um, and then staying with the Raiders offense, I'll have to say Hunter Renfro, um, a guy that, played surprisingly well last year and I figured maybe he'd you know stay consistent um that that hasn't happened so far but again it's still early in, in the season week six coming up so we'll see if that maybe that pans out but yeah that's kind of that, where I stand that makes sense I uh my favorite Trevor one my favorite Trevor pick was the Marquise Brown pick um he took him in the sixth round and as someone who's owned Marquise Brown in the past and watched his fingers pretty much practically be butterfingers year after year <laughs> with his yeah. drop balls in Baltimore, I was very hesitant. And I mean, looking yeah. at Sleeper right now, he's the sixth uh, receiver in PPR. He's put up 14, 12, 28, 20, and 21, and has easily been Kyler's number one option uh, with DeAndre out. And we'll see if that changes when he comes back. But that was a baller yeah. pick, dude. You know, honestly, I wanted Bateman. And so when Matthew took Bateman, I'm like, well, Marquise Brown is, it was going to be one of those two. And so I'm thankful that I was able to uh, hit on Bateman or and hit then on you, Marquise Brown. So you decided to not take Bateman and then take the, the better Ravens receiver this year, Devin DuVernay. <laughs> so, you know, more yeah. credit to you. It, it all kind of worked out. But, well, it, it, it yeah. worked out as well because I think that we made a pretty good trade um, for to get you Bateman after all. Um, yeah. I think that was one of the first trades in the, honestly, like in the season for our league after the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wasn't it. Oh, go on. No, go for it. I was just going to say, wasn't it uh, Devin Singletary, uh, Kareem Hunt, Bateman, and a 2023 second? Yeah. So I'm pulling it up right now. You got from me. Singletary and Bateman and a third, 2023 third. And then you sent me Kareem Hunt, DJ Chark, um, a 2024 first round from Seedon Power and a 2023 second. <laughs> so wow. I, I'm, I was happy with the return on it. Obviously, it wasn't your first yeah. round pick. Um, so that helped out, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. it's a good trade, I think. Yeah. 
Trevor, yeah, I'm no. looking at the draft picks right now, and Trevor owns like 14 out of 18 possible picks, I feel like, for next year. <laughs> oh, I, and I, you I have totally a better agree. record than both of us right now. Again, it's so early in season, guys. So, like, I'm happy that I'm three and two, but not really, because I know there's still a long way ahead. And so, you it's know, true. I'll take what I can get. You know, I'll take my wins, but could be could be worse. You know, it could be yeah. Oh, and five. You know, table humping trash. So could be worse. <laughs> it's well, we're not going to uh, talk about that. <laughs> the ghost of DM past. <laughs> ghost. Of DM past. No, I mean I. It's okay if Angie wants to, you know, make those decisions and pursue a different route. But I don't know. For me, I just I have to stay competitive. And on paper, going into the season, I know it didn't look like my guys were going to hit, or they weren't very notable players in the league. But I don't know. I I try to look back seasons prior. I try to try to look back on situations and then um, you know go from there and analyze and do everything that I can to, you know, do what's best for my organization. So last thing I'll say on the roster before we move on to maybe some of our breakout picks for this upcoming uh, week was I really liked your Romeo Dobbs pick in round 16. Um, That looks like that's going to be a really great um, pick, you know, in the end of it all. But um, I think that it's kind of funny because I know as a Vikings fan, you know, you're not exactly rooting (laughs) for his success, but um I think that was a pretty, a pretty great pick for the production that he's going to end up having, not just this year, but I think in years to come. Uh, it's been a really, really solid pick. Sixteenth round. Thank crazy. you. Yeah. Are you? Uh, um, yeah. Are, are you related to uh, Dawson Knox by any chance? After that fifth round pick, we got to talk about that. <laughs> no, I okay. So I had him in a redraft last year, and he did wonders for me. Um, and so I'm. I am on the Knox train pretty much everywhere I am in fantasy. I try to take him. Um, obviously due to injury and stuff like that right now, he isn't pending out, but yeah, I do like him. So I think I remember yeah. early before we did the, before we did the, um, the startup draft, I think I remember doing a mock draft with you where you took <laughs> Dawson Knox in like the third round or something like that. And I remember telling you, yeah. I was like, dude, this is way too early for Dawson Knox. You'll be able to get him in like the sixth round. And you said uh, it's never too early for Knox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to go for you guys sometimes. I, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, third round, but too high. But but even fifth round. I mean, looking back at the draft, I'm like, what was I doing? I could have waited. Dude, tight ends are such a damn crapshoot. Alberto has done like there's zero, and then whatever Albert done, I was Albert always done this year is below that. Yeah, no, I. So I really expected more than more from him, but the Broncos' offense so far just hasn't looked good. So maybe he'll turn around second half of the season, but I don't know. Yeah, I heard they I heard they might throw Sierra out there at some point, see if she can mm. play some tight end, but see what happens. You know, we might give you uh might give you some crap for that fifth round Dawson Knox pick, but at least uh we uh we can move past that considering that um our friend Terrell uh took Tom Brady in the third round. So <laughs> still boggles me. <laughs> that was probably the worst the worst pick I've ever seen in the draft. Oh, it's just, it's funny. We can go on this podcast and talk crap about everyone. And meanwhile, (laughs) Matthew and I are both two and three. We're like giving people advice and like, yeah, why'd you take this guy? Why'd you take this guy? (laughs) The theory is solid. That's all I can say. (laughs) And plus when you're going for your guys, you don't really think about where you're taking them. You just go for it. So I mean, it's all about hindsight. It's true. I mean, he could have drafted Cam Akers the next round, right, Isaiah? Well, just let's move on next segment, please. Thank you. Next segment, moving on. Uh, so we're going to actually talk about the uh, new segment we introduced last week, which is our breakouts to watch. Um, last week, I actually predicted uh, George Pickens would uh, be the breakout candidate to watch going into week five. He ended up uh, having a really great game, uh, six receptions. He was targeted eight times, put up 83 yards. Um, so pretty solid prediction. Um, uh, Isaiah, who was your prediction last week? Uh, I had Rashad White. Um, I don't remember his stats, but 
he was fine. He put, I think he put up like eight or nine points, something yep. like that. So I think the year, the year progresses, he'll get more and more play and snaps. Yeah, and your theory was sound, as we just talked about in the previous segment. When you talk about our bops of the week, you know, the backfield that was being targeted there was correct. It just maybe wasn't the right player. Um, but eventually it will fold over to him um, as he is an upcoming talent in the league. So um, this week, I want to introduce our uh, breakouts to watch for week six. But we figured while we had our awesome guest Trevor on the podcast, we'd let him uh, join in as well. So Trevor, why don't you start us off with uh, who is your week six breakout candidate to watch and why? Before he starts, yeah. can I throw some money down that it's Dawson Knox? <laughs> 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 go for it <laughs> no no so um so my breakout is brandon Ayuk. um i think he at this point you know i'm really curious to see what this 49 hours office is going to be um i think there's a lot of i see a lot of upside in him um he had i think like 8.8 points last week and atlanta's defense is only ranked 17th feel like it's probably going to be a back and forth shootout potentially. Um, but, you know, honestly, I just, you know, we've been waiting for him to, to have a game that just says, this is who he is. This is the 49ers that trust him. And so I don't know. I see, I see him, see him potentially having a, a, a breakout game. So. Yeah. It's a great pick, especially with that Niners offense with Jimmy G and, Debo is like such a gadget player that, yeah, mm-hmm. he's like their number one receiver, but he's kind of not. Like, you're going to see Ayuk more in the slot and get him probably more looks being thrown wise. And yeah. know, we'll see what happens to Kittle, but that's, that's a great pick. Yeah, I think that we also just saw what Tom Brady just did to the Atlanta offense this past week um, and uh, just absolutely, you know, blew him out. And I mean, if anything, Jimmy Garoppolo is a miniature version of Tom Brady. And in a lot of ways, you know, having uh, gone up from behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We wonder why Matthew and I are two and three this year. (laughs) Well, that being said, that was the worst take I've ever made on a recorded podcast. So we're going to just move right on uh, to uh, (laughs) my breakout candidate of the week. Uh, this year is uh, Khalil Shakir from the Bills. So he's actually a rookie wide receiver. And uh, with injuries plaguing the Bills offense, Shakir stepped in to fill the Jameson Crowder slash Isaiah McKenzie role last week. He was targeted five times. He had three receptions, but pulled in 75 yards and a touchdown. Um, Now, granted, it was a blowout victory, um, but with the injury concerns still looming, uh, this rookie's primed to have another good game this week in what should be a shootout against Kansas City. I'm also thinking because they're bye weeks right after that, if they choose to sit McKenzie for another week to get him through the bye week without having to play again, uh, it's a really good opportunity. The role and the snaps are going to be there for him, and he showed that when given the opportunity, he can perform fantastic week last week and i expect that if it's actually a close game and not a blowout that he would actually see more than four targets in that slot role so i'm projecting a big game here for khalil Kashir. wow khalil shakir from the bills yeah i was reading earlier i think mckenzie's still in um using concussion for protocol i think as of yesterday maybe so if he plays this week fbc shakir getting some more looks uh, my breakout candidate is uh, Matthew Spelling. Uh, I'm looking at his notes right now, and I just want to confirm, is there spelled T-H-I-E-R or T-H-E-I-R? Just, just want it, it's, to... It's whichever you're... It depends if you're you know, British or something. Is it like a Maine thing or... Yeah, they, they, it's how they spell it here in Maine. Uh, I see. Got it. Got it. My bad. My apologies. I'll go back to what we were talking about. But I got a good old Kenneth Walker. Um, if anyone's listening right now, and Kenneth Walker is on your waiver wire, pause. Pause the show. Pause what you're doing. Get on ESPN. Get on Sleeper. There was much you need to get Kenneth Walker because it's Kenneth Walker season time. Um, obviously, unfortunately, the shot penny went down. Um, it could be a fortunate thing for us in the league because that, he was on Darius's squad. <clears throat> 
sorry, Darius. Um, but yeah, dude, his first game, seeing like actually seeing action, he went for 88 yards and only eight carries in a touchdown. Um, Seahawks offense has been way better than everyone thought this year. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to see how he looks the rest of the year with zero competition from the rest of the Seahawks roster. And, you know, I think in redraft leagues, he could be like the biggest X factor um, of the year. Well, you don't think that the, um, you know, Tony Jones, who they just claimed off of waivers from uh, the Saints, you don't think that he's going to be a big competition for touches in the backfield? Um, I don't think so, but I have been wrong before. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the breakout candidates to watch. And uh, for this coming week, guys, make sure that uh, – you are not blaming us if those players do not break out because, as we said before, this is a season-long endeavor, and uh, we uh, do not project much uh, of except greatness. But if it's not great, then you can't blame us. So, um, anyways, Trevor, appreciate you hopping on the podcast today and talking about your team. And I uh, wanted to just again say kudos to you for uh, you know the performances so far and uh for really stacking up a great future for your crew and um you know excited to see how the rest of the season plays out for you you got any final thoughts yeah just thank you again for having me on and thank you for allowing me to have this platform to share just a little bit of my thoughts and yeah look forward to the rest of the season for sure well thanks again for coming on man appreciate you yeah thank you too thanks you me sweet Let's uh, review uh, last week's predictions, Matthew. So, uh, last week, first game, Chris Rockshaw against Saquon at these nuts. Can we just skip over this one? Is it, do we really need to talk about this? We just need to talk about the fact that we both predicted correctly. So, we have kudos to us for that. That is true. Um, we did call that. Darius's roster was filthy. Um, no, that's – I mean, dude – King Cobb's roster. I'm sorry, King Cobb's roster. Um, He's four yeah. and one on the year. We predicted it, but um, I will say you, you put up 94 points, and um, a third of those came from Austin Eckler. <laughs> Over a third. <laughs> How many points did you put up? <laughs> oh, more, more than me. Crap. More than you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Um, Hey, at least you, you, you score more points than Angie, so that's all that matters. That's true. You got to keep uh, keep things in perspective. Next matchup right, next. was uh, the Love Boat incident, and uh, he was up against Team uh, Joni One, and uh, we both predicted the Love Boat incident to pull out the victory on this one. He had Brees Hall. He had Jamar Chase. He had Elijah Moore. He had uh, James Robinson. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Ramondre Stevenson, the Broncos, who put up 16 points as a defense. So all in all, we thought he was pretty much stacked from top to bottom. But Amon Ross Ross and Brown, it's on a snap count. Pat Fryermuth targeted just twice for 12 yards and then got concussed and out for the game. Uh, Elijah Moore, we talked about him, bop of the week. James Robinson, very concerning. So you take all those things into consideration and the fact that, yes – Team Joni one went up against Gabe the Babe and uh, was a recipe for disaster. So, yeah, I'm glad we won the pod last week and said how much better Gabriel Davis is going to be than um, Davis. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a, we'll take that out of the thing. chest. We'll just delete that episode, that part of the podcast <laughs> last week. Uh, next matchup was against Tua's Kung Fu Grip and that was uh, actually against Skull Squad our guest Trevor's team we alluded to it a little bit earlier but a thrilling comeback victory uh, from Trevor we'll actually talk a little bit more about this game later on but he snuck out the victory 118 to 115 three point victory in the last play of the game sorry the last drive of the game um, and uh, yeah it was a very, very close matchup. Kudos to Trevor for winning that matchup. And it's now three and two in the year. Yeah, that's literally all because of Christian Kirk. That's that's tough. Yep. And uh, we both predicted that one incorrectly. So that brings us down to the next matchup. Talk us through that one. 
Yeah, we got a uh, team Satan power against uh, big cheese fire. Uh, and if I'm correct, I think we both picked a uh, city power. Now you picked big cheese fire. My boy Terrell came through. Thanks, man. He Didn't did. Man, Justin Jefferson went off. Tom Brady with a good day. Derek Henry with a great day. Um, man, I went up against Tyler Lockhart in a couple of my redraft leagues, and I was pretty ticked off on Sunday. 104 yards, two touchdowns. Just get some ballers that day. Um, yeah, and he beat Cena Power by over 20 points. So, yeah, kudos to Terrell. Didn't Justin Jefferson have a passing touchdown in that game too? I'm almost positive he did. I know he he threw a completion for 23 yards, and it doesn't list it here on his stat line, but I'm pretty sure he had a passing touchdown. Well, good thing is uh, 70% of uh, our league is Vikings fans, so they will uh, definitely let us know. Let us know if that is true, because I'm I'm almost positive that he threw a touchdown to Dalvin Cook. So if that's the case, kudos for um, – having as many touchdown passes on the year as Justin Fields. Anyways, <laughs> next matchup was uh, Aaron Rodgers on shrooms versus table humping trash. This was the underdog matchup. Angie. Of- Angie. She had a shot. I'll give her that. Um, but uh, did not quite capitalize on the opportunity. Aaron Dillon decided to go home. Justin Herbert didn't put up anything. And uh, ultimately, Aaron Rodgers on shrooms. Now Aaron Rodgers on Ayalostka is is, uh, the victor. 102.6 to 87.5. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the team name changes. Aaron Rodgers on shrooms is now Ayalostka. Putting that out there right now. Anyways. That's actually... You know that's Spanish? I believe it is. It's for I smoke weed. Ah, I see. I see. Yes. I just, I asked my Costa Rican wife what that meant. That's what she said. So, ah, well, that makes sense. Uh, so, Angie is now 0 and 5 on the year, and uh, Andy is now 3 and 2, ranked number five overall in the league, which is higher than both of us. Moving on to the final matchup of the week, which was a stomping. Um, it was the highest points put up in the entire week. Uh, Darius is Morden Welfare 3. And I don't know if this is a misspelling uh, there, Darius, if it's supposed to be modern, but it's Mordern, um, Mordern Welfare. Or maybe there's a joke I'm missing. You can tell me if I'm wrong or you can correct it before the next podcast. <laughs> Either way, um, congrats on the uh, whopping victory. 171 Point two six to 108. You beat me by 63 points. And um, oh it God. was just. Did you say 63? Yep. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. It was a brutal, brutal loss. So, and that, that wasn't even his max points that he could have possibly have put up had he started the best lineup like the Cowboys defense who put up 24 points versus the eight his Vikings defense put up. So all in all, great week. I'm terrified of his team. He's 5-0 and undefeated, number one ranked team in the league. So if you total up those points, Mr. Bad Prediction himself, which is me, actually had the uh, most victories on the week. I went three for three. And uh, Isaiah, you went two for four. So that actually brings us up. Drum roll. We are tied up on the season now, 16 and 14 apiece. We have a winning record and we are tied up. So this next week's going to be the deciding factor, huh? Yeah. I mean, um, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, part of my plan and part of my, um, the way I want to maneuver with this is try to make it a little bit closer just for, I'm going to be honest, I'm doing this for you guys. It's no fun if I'm, you know, up by like six, seven points on Matthew. So if you get a tie, tie sounds like a better story. So. But uh, speaking of fun stories, um, let's move on this week, dude. So first matchup of the week, Chris Rock's jaw versus table humping trash. Um, Angie let me down last week, so I will never, ever, ever choose her again after I put my heart down on my table and I got stabbed with a fork and knife. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, she's going up against me this week. So she's moving to 0-6, boys. Um She's currently projected 92, sorry, 99.2 points to my 93, but those point projections don't include my quarterback. 
Um, I currently have Goff, who's obviously on his bye, and then Dak hopefully comes back. But uh, yeah, don't be don't be afraid. I will be making a QB move if necessary. Maybe looking at PJ PJ Walker, or maybe a quick little trade for a third rounder. I got some uh, I got some options I'm looking at. I'm not going to disclose what they are, but uh, yeah. Listen, I've gone against you too many times. And I've rooted for you too many times when you've let me down. So I think this is one of those ones where we got to stick true to the brand. And I got to have your back on this one. I think you're taking taking her down. So it's just not much more to be said other than you need a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Yes. I will definitely be humping that trash, but um, that will be all done um, with consent. Hey, how many points did Albert O put up last week, by the way? Uh, I'm not sure, but my starting tight end put up over 10, so um, I'll take it. Sounds good. Sounds good. What's the next matchup that we're looking at? Smart ass. How many points did you lose by? I think it was 63. (laughs) Michael Gallup would have saved the day, though. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next, we got Aaron A. Rodgers on uh, Ayaloska versus the Love Boat Incident. Um, we got three and two A Rogers coming up against two and three Love Boat incident, and he's projected for 120. Love Boat's projected for 103. I will say the Love Boat's projection is probably about 10 points off because Amon, uh, St. Brown is still in the starting lineup with uh, Travis Etienne on the bench uh, as of last I looked. I do think Andy does actually win this one. Um, I'm looking at his roster. I like McCaffrey over Hall. Kenneth Walker over Jay Robinson, Garrett Wilson over Elijah Moore. Uh, I like Devontae Smith. And Adam Thielen is going up against a really awful pass offense so far this year. So, yeah. Yeah. It's Ramondre Stevenson, baby. So, uh, we're going with uh, the Love Boat incident on this one. I'm taking him back-to-back weeks. And uh, I think that he's going to pull this one out. All right. Next. More Dern, Welfare 3 versus Baker Mayfield, GM Assassin. Full take of the week. Darius is getting his first loss this week, boys. Oh. Really, really don't like what he has a running back this week. Uh, hopefully for him, Smith comes back next week and helps solidify his backfield. But uh, he's starting both Michael Carter and Daryl Henderson, who are both are practically back of running backs at this point. Um what do you think of Michael Carter is he did really well last week because Bryce Hall, or I'm sorry, Brees Hall, not Bryce Hall, no, t- no TikTokers on this podcast. Uh, Brees Hall um, did about 99% of the work and just could not punch it in an extra 10 centimeters. Um, so Michael Carter got the points. I don't think it'll happen again. Um, and the Rams running offense is absolutely dog crap. Take it from someone who has acres in their lineup right now. And I'm also not sure if uh, King Allen returns this week. Uh, and if so, how much he'll play? Um, give me Dan. He's going to improve the four and two in the year. And Darius, is, I'm sorry, more than welfare three is going to his first loss. I also uh, think that Dan is going to lose this week. But my bold take is that it's because he sits Brandon Ayuk on the bench, which is uh, Trevor's breakout candidate of the week. I think he's going to lose. And he's going to lose because he sits Ayuk on the bench, who's going to have a great game against Atlanta. So. Bull take, bull take. All right. Shark it up to bad luck versus big cheese fire. <sighs> Matthew's winning. Book it. Wait, wait, Chocolate wait. I, I was, we, broke up, we broke up a little bit there. Can you say that one more time? I didn't quite hear you. Yeah, so you're going to win this week and not lose by 270 points. So. Um, Thanks for jinxing me. So. I got you. So I talked about how bad Darius's running back situation is currently. Topo Domos is worse. He has Jamal Williams and Derek Henry both on the bench this week due to buys, which you know, there's only so much you can do about it. And Damian Harrison is going to be out for at least a couple weeks. And so the best running back he currently has is Mike Boone, who is currently the uh, third running back on the depth chart as of two weeks ago. Um, McKenzie's probably out for the game after uh, being in concussion protocol. Yeah, give me a trucker up the bad luck, Matthew, and I think you get the dub and don't lose by 70. Yeah, um, he did. I will say that the secret play here is that he has Taysom Hill on the bench, and uh, we didn't talk about Taysom Hill in this podcast, 
But Taysom Hill is the worst person to fantasy players because he, first off, has destroyed the value of Alvin Kamara. Um, but also, why is he the way that he is? He literally rushed nine times for 112 yards with three touchdowns in this game. So he had three rushing touchdowns, 112 yards on the ground, and he threw for a passing touchdown, and he wasn't even the starting quarterback. He was listed as a tight end. He didn't see a single snap, or I should say a single target in the game, and he put up 33 and a half points. I didn't talk about him because uh, Terrell still ended up winning. Big Cheese Fire pulled out a victory. Otherwise, he would have been probably later on in the in the show. He would have been my bench MVP. Um, but you know, Terrell ended up actually winning um, with that weapon on the bench. So my fear is that he listens to this podcast and is like, "Hmm, Isaiah McKenzie's going to be out. I'm going to start uh, Taysom Hill, and then Taysom Hill goes off." But I appreciate the support, and uh, I am also going to root for myself in this matchup because I think that. Uh, I think you're right. Too many injuries on the other side. So obviously you're gonna root for yourself. Uh, are you gonna vote for yourself as the winner? Or I got to. I got to go with my gut on this one. I think I'm gonna finally, you know, not chalk it up to some bad luck. All right. Next, Skull Squad versus Saquon. These nuts. A lot of S's going on there. Um, as much as I'd like to pick our handsome guest that came on today. Um, sorry, Trevor. I love Dawson Knox too. Just can't do it. It's currently out projected by about 45 points. That's 30 less than what Matthew lost by last week. It's just too large of a mountain to overcome, man. And even, I mean, you would know this. Um, there's a clear talent difference when you look at who you have in the running back and flex spots between these two teams. Um, Trevor's currently rolling out Jalen Warren, Devin Singletary, Duvernay, Rondell Moore, and the running back and flex spots. Saquon, these nuts in these same spots that his team has. Saquon, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, and Cooper Cup. I think that's enough said. Yeah, I mean, the only weak spot on his team is that he's starting Sutton and Judy on that awful offense that is the book, uh, the Broncos. But literally, I don't see a, a situation in which Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Fournette, and Barkley alone don't win him this week. So I'm going to have to go with Saquon. He's nuts. I think it will be closer than is projected, but I still think he's going to, he's going to dominate. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and last one of the week is Satan power versus team Joni. Um, Satan power is projected about 140. team. Joni's projected about 118. Uh, it's simple as this. If Jonathan Taylor plays this week, Satan power pretty much has the best player in every position, maybe except for QB, which is a wash probably with how Jalen Hurts is playing this year. I'm expecting bounce-back games for A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle. Um, Also a little bit of a believer in Kittle this year um, with Jimmy G being back and being a starting QB. And, uh, again, I'd like to remind everyone that I have Team Joni's first-round pick and will not be picking him once this year um, just based off trying to speak it into existence. So, Well, in order to create some separation, um, I'm going to have to go against you on this one because otherwise I'm never going to be able to dominate you in our overall picks for the year. So I also really love Jalen Hurts this year. He's going up against Dallas, who has been great against the pass. Well, good thing Jalen Hurts loves to run and uh, has been a... Actually, he's on pace to beat Lamar Jackson's single-season record for rushing attempts by a quarterback. So that's a great fact. Also, I see as David Montgomery on the bench, who's set to play Thursday night and um, would, should be a smash play against Washington. So I think he should probably start him. Montgomery saw 75% of the snaps in his first week back from an injury. Montgomery is a workhorse yeah. and a beast. Um, if he starts them, I like Mixon. I like him having Montgomery. I like Dobbins. Gabe Davis looks like it's going to be great in a shootout. Mike Williams. So I think this is pretty comparable. I'm going to have to go team Joni one. Oh, I respect it. Sweet. Let's uh, talk about our MVPs of the week. Um, I'm going to start with my bench MVP of the week. We've got uh, Travis Etienne. Um, had his best game of the year so far. Really productive Sunday out of the backfield for the Jags. He had 71 yards on uh, 10 carries, um, which that 70 number is interesting. We've also heard the 70 number come up earlier in the show. Um, oh, uh, when we were talking about how much you lost. lost. Okay, sorry. I'll move on. I, something about the number. 
It's too soon. I'm still bleeding from that, from that beating. I'm sorry. Um, a little, little tight end love for you. Um, yeah, I did 71 yards on 10 carries, three receptions for 43 yards. Did have a total of 114 yards. Um, unfortunately, still hasn't found the end zone so far this year, but I expect that to change real soon, and I expect that to change next week. Um, if the love load incident had moved Elijah Moore to the flex and replaced him with Traps ETN, he would have won this week. So there's my, there's my bench MVP. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, obviously the whole point of this is saying, hey, they had started this person, they probably would have won. My, my bench MVP is Geno Smith. Now, Geno Smith may have only put up 24 points, but for a quarterback, that's actually pretty good. He had 16 completions, 268, and three touchdowns. He didn't throw an interception. He even put up 13 yards in the ground. Geno was a featured bench warmer, and that would end up costing Dan, a.k.a. Baker Mayfield GM Assassin, the week. He actually started Joe Burrow, who only managed to put up 17.28 points. Now, this matchup... Trevor ended up winning in a comeback by three points. It was a thrilling matchup. And uh, those three points would have been easily surmounted in the difference between Gino and Joe Burrow. So sitting Gino on the bench ended up costing Dan the week. Gino is actually now quarterback six on the season and Burrow is quarterback nine. Crazy to think that, uh, we all got that prediction so wrong at the beginning of the year. Do you think he continues that as the season goes? Uh, definitely not QB6. Um, but no, I mean, dude, the offense was great. Uh, we'll see what happens with um, Kenneth Walker. But it's pretty wild. Coming in this year, I really wanted nothing to do with the Seahawks players. I really only took DK because he's still so young. And I was like, yeah, oh, you know, they'll, they'll try to get like Bryce Younger next, you know, next year. But, I mean, they already have their Bryce Young and Geno Smith. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't see him being – top five he'll probably end up being like a 10 to 15 ish um fancy qb and i think for anyone that's taken him this year they'll love to take that by the end of the year so no i agree but sticking in that same matchup i'm going to talk about my mvp of the week so my mvp of the week is actually josh jacobs and uh the before a mentioned matchup between trevor and dan it really came down to the final drive of the game for the Raiders offense. Now, Isaiah and I both doubted Trevor's team. Uh, I'm going to be honest. We went on the pod last week. We both didn't think that he was going to pull out the victory, but he pulled out a comeback come from behind victory with only Josh Jacobs as his remaining player. Jacobs ended up putting 30.30 points. Uh, He had 21 attempts, 154 yards on the ground with one touchdown, five receptions for another 39 yards in the air. Jacobs has been an absolute steal, as Trevor mentioned. He's just proving why he's deserving of, you know, RB1 conversations. And he's actually currently the running back four on the season. So top five running back. He's been absolutely dominating the last couple of weeks. And he won this week single-handedly for Trevor. Pretty much put up 25% of his points on the week. And uh, that comeback victory sealed the deal. Probably the most thrilling victory of the week. Um I know some people might say watching Darius put up 171 points was thrilling, but for me, I mean, I just, this was the most interesting one. So. Yeah. I mean, two each their own. Um, what did you, did you watch the game? The yeah. Chiefs Raiders game? What do you think of the two point conversion call? <laughs> Listen, man, uh, they should have just kicked it. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. As I mean, someone who lives here in Vegas and is dealing with all these annoying Raiders fans right now we spent the entire off season saying, you know, Raiders season we're out here and seeing just stupid play calls and decisions like that. That's that's tough. I don't understand. Just kick it. Like the other thing I don't understand is that one point lead when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback against you. Yeah. Like that's going to make a difference. Come on. I mean, 18 seconds is too much time for Patrick Mahomes. Apparently. Yeah, I know. I agree. I I was talking to a coworker today, Raiders fan, and that was he was just pretty he's pretty irritated about it. So I think uh, a lot of Raiders fans are already saying Josh McDaniels back to the Pats, but uh, I'll move on. I'll take um, it. all right. Yeah, I know at this point it can't be worse than Matty P. All right, my MVP of the week, uh, Corey Day. No, Gabriel Davis. Hey-o. Um <laughs> 
I wish we'd go back in the time machine and take back some of the things that Matthew said. I tried to convince him before the pod that Gabriel Davis is definitely the guy moving forward, but just for, you know, um, you know, just to make the show seem smoother and, you know, show that we kind of think the same, I decided to, you know, say what I said, but you know, if Gabriel Davis, if you're a listener of the show, um, shout out to you for listening to us and deciding to prove us wrong. Cause, uh, you did. Um, he had three receptions, which is, you know, like, uh, for a total of 171 yards, dude. <laughs> so that's what an average of 55 or somewhere in that ballpark, somewhere in the 50s. It's pretty, pretty nuts. Um, two touchdowns, total of 32 points. Um, he ultimately led team joining one to victory over the Lugboat incident. Um, that 90 something yard touchdown grab from Allen was absolutely electric. As a Patriots fan, I'll never not enjoy the Steelers' defense looking absolutely awful like that. Um, hell of a performance from Davis. Not talking about you, Corey. Um, and I expect this will be the first of many big games for, for him that this year in that Bills offense. So, Yeah, he was also uh, my MVP on uh, FanDuel this weekend. I stacked him with Josh Allen and uh, Leonard Ooh, nice Fournette work. and uh, had a uh, pretty slamming roster um on FanDuel I had uh Dalvin Cook in there I had Camara in there and uh I think ended up winning a quite a bit of money um the only thing that uh you know cost me on those matchups was unfortunately starting uh two players who ended up getting concussions in the middle of their games uh Pat Fryermuth at tight end and uh Chris Olave who had a decent game but then got concussed halfway through so they gave him that touchdown grab right yeah, and he literally nice, got knocked nice. out catching it. So yeah, it's a great catch by him, and uh, unfortunately, he's probably going to be out another week here. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, that's wrapping it up for our MVP sections. Let's uh, let's talk about some power rankings, man. So <sighs> I'm thankful that I have the formula down. I'm not going to mess this up again now that I can actually update it. <laughs> oh, it's weird, guys. We actually have the uh, even though people won and lost, we have the same. Uh... Same score as last week. <laughs> you know, listen, I get a lot of things wrong, but I'll admit to them when I get them wrong. This is something I didn't get wrong this week, so that's a positive. Also, let's let's point the fact so everyone knows what goes on behind the scenes here. Matthew does about 95% of the work. Um, he pays me to come on, look pretty, um, you know, throw a couple of jokes in there, but just so everyone knows, this is all Matthew's um, brain power behind this. So kudos to you. Well, appreciate it, man. But uh, I think I'm something actually might be broken here because um, the power rankings, it's just, I don't know. They just don't seem, they don't seem accurate. I, I don't know. You'll see what I mean. Mm. So we'll start at the bottom here. We'll work our way up. Um, starting at the bottom, nothing has changed. The scenery is still the same. Um, you look around, you, you see a lot of humping going on, a lot of trash and a lot of tables uh, sitting here at the bottom. We still have table humping trash coming to the number 12. But uh, coming in number 11 this week is someone who finally, I think, is going to come out from the bottom after this week. But Team Joni 1 still sitting at Team uh, Spot 11 in the power ranking. So, Joni 1, whoever you are, I'm counting on you to rise from the bottom, seize the day. All right. So now this is where it starts to get interesting. The Love Boat incident is coming in now this week at number 10. Now, last week... It was our friend Terrell who was coming in at number 10. The Love Boat incident has dropped from, I believe he was number eight last week, down to number 10. So a little bit of a fall um, after the loss this week. Now coming in at number nine, like I said, I this this just this can't be accurate. Uh, Chris Rock's jaw coming in at number nine. Um, yeah, that's that's actually moving down uh, for you. Uh, you were previously ranked top six, and now it's another three spots down in the power rankings after the brutal loss this week. Um, yeah, this I think this is I think this chart's broken. I think it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's something going on. Um, I'm not saying it was the Russians again uh, with the election. I'm not saying it wasn't the Russians again with the election, but um, we'll, I think there's a little something going on here behind the scenes with the power rankings, but you know, a gentleman never tells. All, all I can say is that if it truly wasn't broken, then how could I be at number eight? How could number eight be chark it up to bad luck? 
I don't understand it, man. It's got to be broken. They have us nine and eight back to back in the power rankings. Must be must be broken. Uh, that's a fall for me down from number five. Uh, so um, yeah, that's not a not a good look. Hope to rebound after this week. Um, based on us falling down to where we are, um, number seven coming in is uh, Terrell Big Cheese Fire moving up the charts, baby. Let's go. That's a, uh, a nice move from number 10 where he was last week. And then we have coming in at number six, our guest of the week, Trevor. Oh, man, what a movement. Uh, Trevor has been climbing up week after week. Kudos to him for that. He was ninth last week, moving up to six this week. I'll probably be taking down Darius's number one spot here coming up shortly, but after this week because we have them both projected to lose. Um. Number five is Team Seeden Power. Uh, previously, it was one of the highest ranked uh, teams. He was top four in the last power rankings, has now dropped to number five. That means taking over his spot at number four is Aaron Rodgers on Aya Loska. And uh, he was up from number five. So just, or actually, no, he was up from number seven. So he went moved from seven to four. There's a lot of, a lot of movement this week. Yeah, it's, Pretty interesting because I think Skull Squad is the best two and three team. Is that correct? No, he's three and two. I'm sorry, not Skull Squad. Um, Seed and Power. Uh, Seed and Power is two and three. He's ranked number six overall in the yeah. standings. So, but between what six and ten, we're all the same record. It's just based on power rankings. Yeah, it is power rankings here uh, based on like his actual team. Um, it's kind of interesting because his uh, points for. He actually has, um, let's see here, if I sort it by points four, he has one of the top points four in the league. Uh, I think it's top three. Goes Darius, King Cobb, then him for the uh, most points scored this year. Yeah, tough luck. Tough luck. Um, coming in at number three, hasn't moved, stayed there from last week, is Baker Mayfield, GM Assassin. Number two. Same spot as it was before, Saquon D's nuts. And number one, still holding on to the king spot is Modern Welfare 3 in Darius. Um, I'm convinced my commissioner must be cheating. That's all I can say. His team has just been too good and too lucky. Um, maybe the mighty will fall down to some uh, some grace here this week with King Cobb projected to win, Modern Welfare projected to uh, take a loss. And according to our projections here, uh, maybe we'll see some flip-flopping in those power rankings next week. Now that Darius doesn't seem to have a running back on his team. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. All right, man, what you got? Close us out. Pats Browns, dude, what do you think? Well, they don't have Baker Mayfield back. Or Deshaun Watts. Well, I would take Baker Mayfield right now. Um, Jac- I, I think I would take Jacoby Brissett over Baker Mayfield right now. I don't know, man. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett has been managing the game. That's all I can say. But Yeah, which, uh, you know, Baker's been losing the game. So. Nick Chubb's been winning the games. I'll tell you that. That's true. I think that uh, they're going to shut down the run game, which means I'm projecting a big game for Cooper and uh, Ninjoku, who's been great. Um, I think it's going to be Stevenson season. And I think the Browns are going to win. I think the Patriots pull it off. I think our defense is absolutely underrated. And it's absolutely shocked me this year because looking on paper, he didn't look very good. But um, Jack Jones, the next Darrell Revis, um, our run defense has been good. Pass rush looks great. Patriots win. Billy's right. happy season. Zappy throws yeah. five touchdowns for 500 yards and shows that he's the next coming in Tom Brady. You heard it here first. I will say that uh, he definitely does like targeting uh, Jacoby Myers in the end zone, which is something that no one else seems to have done uh, for Jacoby Myers' entire career. So if that can continue, I, lo- I love that idea. And um, Dude, Myers is a beast, man. He's, he's so underrated. He is. And I also saw some rumors that uh, you know Odell Beckham Jr. might be, of course, getting close to the end of his injury recovery, might be a good fit for the Patriots if they start to pull out some winning record here. Um, so we'll see. Mac must be getting close to getting back. Yeah, I don't see it, man. I don't see it with Odell. 
think we have enough receivers right now. And I, I want to give Tyquan Thornton some more snaps as we go through the year. But yeah, we'll I'm excited to see him. Yeah, he should. He was back this last week, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Um, but uh, Stevenson season, baby, let's go. Yeah, thanks. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning into that Dynasty podcast. Once again, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a follow on Twitter, on TikTok, or uh, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Also, if you listened all the way through this podcast and you're still here, um, we certainly appreciate you. Thank you for sticking it uh, sticking it out. If you do want to take some time out of your day and um, give us a review or um, a five-star like um, and a comment on um, this, any of the podcasting sites, it actually really helps us out. Um, anytime that you leave a review or, or a rating, um, it helps to, to help, you know, expand our audience and get us showing up a little bit higher on the charts, um, on the podcasting charts. So anything we, uh, would appreciate from you guys. And, uh, once again, thanks for tuning into that dynasty podcast. Um, and if you have any questions that you want answered on the show, give us a shout on uh, social media and we will look to feature your questions on the next episode. Um, if they do come in, so. That being said, Isaiah, any final any final statements or thoughts? No, did you um speaking of stuff to add, did you add my cash app? People want to send me some money or yeah, um that's I think that's down below somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh it's uh here somewhere like that. But all right, guys, until next time. My name is Matthew. This is Isaiah. Peace out. See you guys.